Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Today, I want to share with you my frustration. If there's one thing in this world that can get me all fired up, it's inequity and injustice. As Hello Health Chief Relationship Officer Megan Davies has recently said on this podcast, feelings are not facts. But here's the thing. My feeling, this extreme frustration, is about the facts. I recently read the McKinsey Report on Women in the Workplace 2020. Spoiler alert, the bottom line from my point of view is that only 5% of CEOs are women and the pipeline for women in leadership is drying up. The report says, and I quote, women are contemplating what many would have considered unthinkable just six months ago, downshifting their careers or leaving the workforce completely. This is an emergency for corporate America. Companies risk losing women in leadership and future women leaders and unwinding years of painstaking progress toward gender diversity. End quote. When employees enter the corporate workforce, the demographics break down like this. In the beginning, 35% are white men. 18% are men of color. 29% are white women. And 18% are women of color. So women are not on parity with men from the outset. But gains have been made, and we account for 47% of the entry-level corporate workforce. But the problem is that the disparity gets amplified with each jump in the rungs. From manager to director, there are far fewer women. From director to vice president, there might be just one other woman at the table. By the time we reach the C-suite, this is how it breaks down. White men comprise two-thirds of all C-suite positions. Men of color comprise 12%. White women comprise 19%, and women of color comprise a measly 3%. So if we just look at percentages as employees work their way up through the leadership rungs, no matter what, women are losing, and COVID has made the losses steeper. If you're like me, a working mother with two daughters who wants the best future for my girls, you hear the underlying problem we as a society are handing our children. It's the pipeline. If steady gains made by women over the last six years are erased, well, where are the badly needed role models for our children, both girls and boys? Because boys need to see strong women lead too. As one of my mentors in medical school, Dr. Kimberly Manning, is wont to say, you cannot be what you cannot see. So let's go back to my frustration. My frustration has to do with how the numbers, these logical figures on the page, this plain math, are playing out in real life. Let me back up. This week in clinic, one working mother of three young children told me of a profound level of fatigue. She said, in quotes, I'm so exhausted, I'm even too tired to cry, end quote. Studies show that when women feel overwhelmed, sleep is the first thing to go. We tell ourselves, I feel fine on five or six hours of sleep. But the result of this behavior is the tired mommy look. So tired, she's too exhausted to express compassion for herself. 
Another high-powered executive told me her knee had been aching for nearly a year, but she hadn't come into the clinic to have me look at it because she just didn't have the time. Y'all, I am like the most convenient doctor you'd ever want to know. It's not my fault she didn't come in. The delay she didn't have time for at a time when I could have solved her knee problem within a week is now a delay that will take at least six months of physical therapy to improve. Meanwhile, she's been experiencing this discomfort for a year rather than a few weeks. And finally, you can't even make this stuff up. This is the same week, y'all. One of the smartest people I know, somebody, (laughs) y'all, I trained at Harvard. So one of the smartest people I know told me she feels like an imposter. When super smart women lack confidence, the world is missing out big time. Over 15 years in medicine has shown me, and the numbers reflect, that women with career ambition wait to come into the clinic until they're in a crisis. I am shaking my head, y'all. It doesn't have to be this way. Maybe the numbers wouldn't be so painful for me if I hadn't personally felt exactly how each of these women do. I started Hello Health because women I loved, who I wanted to see succeed, were not getting medical care that they needed. They weren't doing enough to protect their health, and they weren't doing enough to cultivate their emotional and mental well-being. In short, they needed much more accessible, warm, and professional advice than what was available. And why is that? Many people will point to the lack of universal childcare. And others will tell you that women are not ambitious enough. But I know, based on 15 years of clinical experience, that health problems that slow us down in our careers happen about 10 years sooner for women than they do for men. Oftentimes, when we think about our health, we think about how how it was in our 20s or our 30s when we could take our personal energy levels for granted. At a time when our career trajectory is steepest, that's when we very commonly suffer from dips in our personal energy levels that are physiology. Women are burning out of our workforce because they are responding to unprecedented levels of stress by working even harder and longer and with more discipline. The problem is that their discipline is already razor sharp and there are only so many hours in a day. At some point, the factory-installed equipment called the human body limits this 1960s strategy. There is nothing like a health problem to derail hard-charging women who actually do try to make it to the top. While we were busy leaning in, our personal health went right down the drain. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I'm so frustrated, in fact, that I know my intense emotions this week are coming from my personal experience. I've worked very hard so that my experience won't be inherited by my daughters. I do what I do for all bright young women coming up behind me. This is what happened to me, for those of you wondering what my actual story is. Following three years as a clinical fellow at Harvard Medical School, I began my career as part of the faculty at Emory University Department of Medicine. I started a priority access health clinic for employees and staff at a level one trauma center here in Atlanta, Georgia. In addition to patient care, my job included teaching medical students and residents as well as conducting my own research. I really loved the job because my patients were mission driven and dedicated to serving underserved communities. 
I found that by taking care of these committed individuals, I was leveraging my talents as a healer, not just as a physician. Because it was essentially a private practice, I had the time to address healthy living, which is the foundation of all great medicine. When we prescribe medications or other kinds of therapies, many times doctors are only activating the body's wonderful ability to heal itself. I had the space and time I needed in that practice to offer consultations that help people stay well, and I really enjoyed providing well care. I didn't go straight from undergraduate studies to medical school. There are some great stories for another time about what I did in between. But the point is, I was well into my 30s when I was ready to start my family. My first daughter had been born during my second year of residency, and my second daughter decided to arrive during my second year as an attending physician. And notwithstanding my many publications in top journals and a strong portfolio of funded research that was ongoing, my employer was not able to provide a medical leave of absence and the pregnancy was complicated. So I resigned. The truth is, I felt forced to resign. By the way, if you're worried about my younger self, please rest easy. My daughter was born nice and healthy. So once I recovered, I spent five years as a hospitalist, providing acute care to very sick patients at a community hospital just south of Atlanta. In that position, I admitted several women to my service who were suffering from preventable illnesses, including heart attacks, stroke, and cancer. I was struck by one patient in particular who died of a heart attack in the emergency room while I tried to save her. She was the kind of woman who would have kept my young children from crossing the street when cars were coming by, and I felt the undeniable feeling that I could have saved her if I had been her doctor five years before the night we met. That really stuck with me, y'all. So I went in search of other outpatient positions, but I couldn't find a good fit with what I wanted to do in terms of health and well-being in conventional medicine. That's when the divine universe intervened. I had been searching for several months when all of a sudden, it seems, I met five different high-powered women in five different spaces who had not been to see their doctors, though they were suffering from problems I could have easily treated. And that's what led me to start Hello Health. I want women to feel really great in their own skin so that ambition, quite frankly, looks really great on them. There's this voice in my head going, y'all know what? Tired mommy is an old look. Pushing through pain is not cool. You know what is cool? Embracing self-confidence. You know what else looks good these days? Ambitious women. I just want to walk up to some high-powered C-suite woman and make the fashion statement of the year by telling her, lady, ambition looks great on you. I hope you're like me. I strongly dislike it when statistics like those in the McKinsey Report can't convey the devastating consequences for diversity, equity, and inclusion. How can it be that in just one year, the gains of the last Five to 10 years can be obliterated. Don't you feel frustrated? Aren't you ready to see real change? The kind that can't be wiped out by a mere global pandemic. We spend so much time at work that health needs to become part of our leadership strategy, but we all need to be taught how to do that. So you know what, ladies? 
It's time to edit your closets. Tired mommy, let's throw that one out. In the morning, put on self-confidence and wear ambition proudly because together we are going to change the stats. We are going to start with committing to ourselves first. Put your personal health onto your work schedule because self-care is a professional responsibility. That was an important statement, so I'm gonna repeat it. Self-care is a professional responsibility. It is where career stamina lies. Here's what should go onto your schedule at a minimum. Number one, your lunch hour needs to be on your schedule and you need to fuel your wonderful brain with high quality food at that time. Number two, your daily walk needs to be on your schedule. That's in addition to your regular workout schedule. Daily walks are part of any good self-care plan. Number three, time for a half hour at the end of your productive day needs to be on your schedule. Literally, my calendar says R-E-S-T, rest, from 9 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. every day. And number four, bonus points if you meditate. Put it on your schedule. More bonus points if you find reflective journaling helpful put it on your schedule. In order to retire the old looks for women, we all need to embrace a new fashion concept. That concept is called time defense, or you could call it proactive health, whichever resonates. No matter what you call it, please defend yourself from burnout. Proactively mark out time to restore yourself. If time for yourself is not on your work schedule, by default, you have allowed the thieves of time into your life. Time for you needs to be blocked out on your schedule at least 90 days ahead of time. I'm an overachiever in this area, so my self-care schedule is blocked out for the entire year. Remember, time is our most precious resource, the only one we can never get back. Don't let anyone steal your time. So we're kind of starting with integrity. In the Hello Health system, integrity is defined by taking the time to make and keep commitments you make to yourself. From this place of high integrity, let's feed ourselves inspiration and wisdom. In the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing fantastic women in leadership across a wide variety of industries and sectors. We're calling these interviews our Women at the Helm series. Women at the Helm will highlight women in leadership, their workplace and community contributions, and their self-care strategies. They embody the knowledge that health is a leadership strategy, and wellness is the missing link to career stamina. I feel honored to be able to share their practical advice with you, because there's just nothing like knowing what does and doesn't work when it comes to good self-care. It's time for action steps for today. First, put yourself back onto your schedule. At a minimum, commit to your lunch hour, a daily walk, and daily unproductive time called rest. Second, do a closet edit and throw out any tired old looks that just don't make you feel great. Third, if you know an amazing woman who should be part of our Women at the Helm series, please nominate a guest. Email carmen at hellohealthtoday.com. And finally, Help change the stats on women in leadership. Share Hello Health Today podcast with women who want to support women. Do this by searching for Hello Health Today anywhere you get your audio. 
to find the show Smush the Words Hello and Health Together Without a Space. Subscribe to Hello Health Today. And please listen, rate, and review the show. As always, these action steps and our contact information are in the show notes, so check them out. Thanks again for listening, even though I'm still pretty frustrated, y'all. Remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.